Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. All right. Well, I'm glad you could be here today, Rising Phoenix. Um, I see your I see your comment there, just saying that you joining joining because I need all the help. Decided to pull my boys out of school permanently, and I'm terrified. I get it. Trust me, because the thing about it is homeschooling, and I've I've said this before. Also, home, homeschooling is terrifying because it's all on you, right? And none of us who are doing this want to um, do anything that's going to mess up our kids or in any way prevent them from having you know, a great future. Um, so I totally understand you're being terrified. Good morning, everyone who's coming in. Um, but I just want to let you know, um, Rising Phoenix, as with anything you do, the more you do it, the longer you're you're doing it, um, the confidence comes, okay? So um, step one, you've decided. Congrats. That's all it really takes is to, to be homeschooling your kids is just deciding to do it. Now, depending on where you live, you might have different paperwork to fill out or submit. And so that's where you're going to want to check out the website above me, um, the HSLDA, to just verify where you what you have to do, if anything. And then the next website is a good resource just for general, like, what should I be teaching? Because that's those two questions are the main ones. Um, but if you have a, a different or uh, a different question, please feel free to type it in the QA. Um, and that is also for anyone who's joining. Um, if you have a question that you'd like me to answer, please do type it in the QA because then it's less likely to get lost in the comments. Cause sometimes, you know, in the comments, we're just chatting and encouraging each other, especially um, I know there's other homeschool moms in here like Rooted Home Academy. Um, so I don't want anyone's question to get lost. You just need, um, if you want me to answer it specifically, please do type it in the QA. And then um, if it's just like a general question that you don't mind if anyone answers, then obviously you can keep it in the comments, no, no issues there. So definitely do that. Okay, perfect. Re uh, Rising Phoenix, you said you've already looked into what's going on for North Carolina. So good. So your next step would be then um, just deciding what you want to use. And I do have a resource list in my profile that has a bunch of different recommended resources from other people who've been a part of these lives if you wanted to check that out. But then also get your boys in um, input because that is going to be extremely helpful for you too is doing things that they like as opposed to just doing what is recommended by someone on the internet uh, because I made that mistake in the beginning. I was going with what looked good, what sounded good, um, and I wasn't asking my kids input and we had a rough couple first years. So I always want to encourage anyone who is um, getting started with homeschooling to include your kids, like learn alongside your kids, include your kids, um, because I think that you will find that's much more, um, your experience will be much better overall. And that's, that's just my experience as well. That's been my experience. All right. Thank you. So I see, um, Amber, you asked two questions. Amber fun too says, who has time to stay home? And how do you afford to stay home? <laughs> so um, truthfully, oh gosh, I want to I want to answer your question honestly, but also not like I don't want you to think I'm being sarcastic. Um, 
I had to, you know, I make sacrifices to stay home. Like I don't get my hair done professionally. I had to learn how to do it. I don't wear a lot of makeup. I just, you know, try to keep the cost of living down for our family. That's like the main thing. Um, I wear a uniform. I wear black almost every single day. So that makes shopping a lot easier. Um, it also helps that we don't live in a metro area. <laughs> so um, our cost of living, I do everything in my power to keep it down. Um, I'm always thrifting, um, looking for, you know, if someone's donating something, I'm like, um, yes, please. <laughs> so it just all depends. Like you, you make sacrifices for the things you want, whatever that thing is. And it just so happens that I want to stay home and homeschool. So I don't, I hope that helps answer your question a little bit without, you know, obviously me being super specific and showing you my balance sheet. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just, you make it happen. <clears throat> Hi, Mute the Truth. I see your question. Also, guys, if you're just joining, please do um, type in your question in the chat um, just so it doesn't get lost in the comments. Um, Mute the Truth. You can check my resources in, uh, the, in my profile. There's a bunch of things on there, and a lot of them are free because that is my love language, along with spreadsheets, <laughs> free resources and spreadsheets. Um, so definitely check that out. <clears throat> And then I also see a question that just popped up and went away that says, do you teach that your do you teach to your state standards? Personally, I do. Yes. Um, I know a lot of homeschoolers that don't, though, that that's that's not their preference. But I personally do teach to, to our state standards. What do you recommend for families where that is not feasible to stay home? Um, definitely check out the Rolodex. Um, this is for Amber uh, Fun, too. Um, there's working parents on that resource list. There's single parents on that resource list. Um, like I said, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, you can. So, uh, but if you just want to hear it from someone who's, you know, working outside the home and homeschooling, single parent or what have you, check out that Rolodex um, and then just kind of read through the descriptions and you'll find some of the families on there. Like I said, they are working outside the home, they're running businesses, they're single parents. Um, it's on there. They're on there. And they know you're coming, by the way. So it's not a problem if you wanted to reach out and say, hey, I was in Cousin Tam's live and I need some help for how to um, manage homeschooling and working outside the home. Um, one person who comes to mind, well, two people who come to mind right away are um, practical by default. Her name is Jen. She's from Canada. And Carful Academy um, are two people on that list that just immediately jump out to me like, definitely chat with those ladies because they're they're doing it. They're making it work. They work outside the home and um, it's, it's possible. I also for a time worked outside the home and then I had a part-time job while I was working from home. So um, I've only recently stopped working. So it's possible. It's just, you have to sometimes get creative. You have to think outside of the traditional timeline of school has to be from eight to three or seven to three or whatever. Like sometimes you might have to go to work. Like let's say you're a nurse and you have to work three twelves. Well, then you might homeschool on the days that you're not working. It just, it just depends. And then also, um, you know, having a support system at the very beginning when we were homeschooling, I had to have a support system. It was not going to be possible without the help of my family. So, um, so yeah, definitely look into that. Also, guys, if you're just joining, please do type your question in the chat, uh, or I'm sorry, in the QA so it doesn't get lost in the chat. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. 
I'm sorry, is it pronounced Josie? You said my kids love homeschooling, but miss socializing. You can do both. I mean, it just depends on, on you as a family. I'm personally a very introverted person, but we, you have, you find ways to allow your kids to socialize, to meet other people. So it doesn't have to be something where they're missing socialization or hanging out with people. But if you think they're better off in school, then I mean, by all means, this is not a channel where I'm like anti-public school or anti-private school or anything. Do what's best for your kid. Uh, let's see. Homeschooling for Puerto Rico. I don't know. Uh, I would definitely want, I would suggest Googling that or if anyone in the chat knows, I don't know if Puerto Rico is on that list uh, for HSLDA or not, um, but I would look into that. That's a good question. I, I actually want to look that up later. Um, so I'm assuming the beginning part of this question is, can they graduate ahead or do they have to finish at 18? You can definitely graduate ahead. Um, there's so many people that or if you I've seen in the news, I don't know that anyone personally, <laughs> but they'll say things like their kid graduated high school at 12 or at 14. So you're not restricted um, in that regard. Like you don't have to keep your kid under lock and key until they're 18. Um, is it too late to homeschool my daughter at 14? No, you as the parent are. Okay, so this is, here's the thing guys, as a parent, you or guardian, you are the default educator. If you happen to outsource that to public school, that's your choice. But you can also decide to pull your kid out of school and say, all right, we're going to homeschool. Um, but at the age of 14, I would 100% say get your daughter's input because you're not going to be able to teach her if she doesn't want to be taught by you. Um, so, but no, it's not too late to, to answer your question. Not too late at all. Okay. Um, IEP and homeschooling. So I get this question quite a bit. Um, and the same uh, Rolodex that I was recommending for if you're looking for advice on working outside the home, working from home and homeschooling, there are also um, parents on this Rolodex, which you can find in my profile, that have experience with IEPs and homeschooling. One person um, who I know recently made a video about this, her username on TikTok is Homeschool Basics. So you definitely, I would, I would suggest going to her page and finding that video and commenting under that um, just so that you guys can start a line of communication because she's very well versed in IEPs and evaluations and things of that nature. Um, so it's definitely possible, but I don't have personal experience with that. So that's why I um, have that Rolodex in my profile. I want to be able to point you guys um, in a good direction to someone who's like living it as opposed to just me researching it and just reading to you from, from the internet. Um, so definitely check out her page uh, for for some more you know details about that. So do you need permission from the state or school? It depends on on what state you're in. So for example, in my state of Georgia, I do have to fill out what is called a declaration of intent, um, and I do that each year. It's kind of like vehicle registration, just to basically say yes, we are homeschooling. <laughs> um, but I don't have to have any contact or communication with my school district. So definitely check out this website, hslda.org for such legal just to get an idea. And then um, check the Rolodex because there may be someone from your state on that list that you could reach out to, to just say, hey, how do, how are you, how do you go about this? Especially if you're talking about like pulling your kids from school and you want to have that experience or have someone give you their opinion or experience on that because my kids never went to public school, so I don't have the experience of pulling them out of public school. All right, let's see. 
so this question says, I work 30% at home and husband is 100%. Is that 100% at home, I'm assuming, or 100% outside of home? Is it possible? Um, short answer is yes, it is possible. Um, like I said before, you, you might just have to be creative in the times that you are educating your kids. You might not be a morning homeschool family. You might be an evening homeschool family, or you might be um, a weekend homeschool family. It just kind of depends. And that's why I, it, I hate giving vague answers. I would love to be more specific with you, but I don't know your specifics. Um, so just going off of this question, I would say, yes, it's possible. It just depends on, you know, are you willing to be flexible? Is it even going to be in your best interest for your for your kids, for you guys to do it? So it just kind of depends on um, on what you would like to do. But it is possible. Um, let's see. Any, any tips on choosing a curriculum? So, yes, I personally always say ask your kids. <laughs> but if you like what I do every every kind of around Easter is when I really get started, um, is I will just start looking for different resources. You can check the resources list in my profile. It's just a bunch of recommendations that have come through during these lives. Um, and you, you know, put some options out in front of your kids, look at Amazon with them or, or look at, you know, the different um, apps and websites with your kids right next to you and just say, hey, what do you think of this? Do you like that? Um, that's how I go about choosing it. I do first, before I do that, I do check with uh, the standards for Georgia. We have a website in Georgia called georgiastandards.org, uh, which gives all the classes, all the grades for what we're supposed to be doing. So I personally start there to, for the grades that I'm going to, but you can also go to this website, this ixl.com forward slash standards, click on your state to find out what um, what is supposed to be taught or what's recommended. And then you can then go out and start looking for resources based around that if you want to stick with the state standards. Um, one thing I rec I kind of recommend against is just Googling homeschool curriculum because a lot of times you won't come up with the resources that are on the list uh, because they're not just marketed towards homeschoolers. They're just marketed as like educational resources. And if you box yourself in in the search by just doing homeschool, then you might miss out on some good stuff. And um, but you can try it and <laughs> just, uh, like I said, do it alongside your kid. All right. And then let's see, I want to make sure I'm getting all the ones from the chat. Have I heard of time for learning? I have. And um, it's one that a good friend of mine has used all the way through for high school for her kids, heard good things, um, but kind of same answer as before. Definitely ask your kids permission. If I'm not mistaken, time for learning offers you a free trial of some length. Um, so get their opinion. If they like it, that's what's most important because if they like it, they'll do it, they'll continue it. And if they feel like they help choose it, you're giving them, you know, some, um, some control over their life, which is what most kids want anyway. So I find that that's really helpful if you are including them in your curriculum search and your, in your decision-making. Um, I think this question got cut off. It just says before making a decision to homeschool. So elect uh, sin 89 if you wouldn't mind retyping or maybe you did oh what should I take into consideration before making a decision to homeschool okay I see it did get cut off um great question hmm. what should you take into consideration I feel like you should definitely take into consideration 
what you can handle. That's so huge. Like, because you're going to try and fail at a lot of things before you find that right thing. Um, and if you're the type of person that's easily overwhelmed and, um, you know, you beat yourself up for a very long time when you've made a mistake, I would encourage you to maybe have a support system in place while you're homeschooling. Cause I'm that type of person, by the way. And usually when I make a mistake, I have a couple people that I'll reach out to and call like my mother, my cousin, a, a good friend, and just, you know, vent my frustration and rant. But if you don't have something like that in place, that could be even harder for you. Um, so I would definitely recommend trying to, you know, include your community if you have a community, if you can. Um, definitely reach out to other homeschoolers on this app, this, that Rolodex that we have. All of us are that are on that list are willing to help and answer questions um, that you can just bounce things off of. Um, but that's really the main thing is just making sure you're okay <laughs> first. Um, because the kids are going to be okay. I think kids for the most, by and large are very resilient and you don't want to, you don't want to homeschool in isolation. It, it's, that's just not the way to go. So try to have trust people you trust, people that you can go to and just be honest and genuine with if, if, if at all possible. I know it feels like that's impossible in this day and age, but that, that would be my suggestion is to try to have your support system in place. But I know at the beginning I had no support and I was just super duper rigid. Um, so that's why that's what I would advise now. That's not how I started. <laughs> the first few years are very hard, um, but uh, that's what I would try. And if you don't live in a place where that's possible, if you don't have friends and family where that's possible, again, the Rolodex, reach out to us in, in this online community because sometimes your co-op is digital or your support system is virtual. And I do these lives every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. So you can hop in and chat with me if you want to, just for encouragement. And there's other homeschool moms in the chat too. Like we're here if you just want to chat about stuff. So I hope that helps. I know it's like maybe not what you were looking for, um, but I do hope it helps. Oh, this is an interesting question. Do you find the homeschool community isn't very diverse? No, I have. I was actually surprised by that because um, my assumption uh, based on the blogs and what I was seeing online was that homeschooling was very white, very Christian, very grow up on a farm and hold hands walking into the sunset. And that was just not me. <laughs> That's not my version of happiness. I'm like, I use screens, darn it. Like, do any of you homeschooling moms use screens? It was like just crazy to me. Um, but once I actually started to meet people in real life, real people, <laughs> um, no, that's not, that has not been my experience at all. Um, even living out in rural Georgia, where you would think there's nobody like me out here, there's actually a ton of people like me out here. I'm not an anomaly at all. They just don't, a lot of the people that, um, that I'm personally friends with, like they're not on TikTok. I even told one of them like, oh yeah, I'm on TikTok in this video about um, the spreadsheets that I use is getting a lot of views. She's like, oh, what's TikTok? Oh, you're on that? Oh, okay. Like they just, they're just not online like that, <laughs> but we're out here for sure. Um, usually they're at the library. That's where I found most of them. <laughs> um, let's see. Is there help to teach homeschool ADHD children? Yes. Um, please do check the Rolodex. Um, there are mothers on there, a lot of families on there um, who have told me that they are homeschooling with ADHD, homeschooling with dyslexia, homeschooling with, you know, different types of learning disabilities. So go through, check it out, follow those 
ladies here on TikTok, like I said before, they know you're coming. So just reach out, talk to them. Um, I know ADHD doesn't look the same for everyone. So that's why it's hard to give like an exact specific, this is what you need answer. Um, but definitely start with that list and then they can point you in the direction of resources, of um, if you need evaluations or things like that, that is available. So yes. Okay. And y'all keep the questions coming in QA. This is so much easier to not miss your question because I'm not even looking at the chat. Um, but I do see the compliments coming through. Like Lynn Smith, thank you so much for saying that that um, you're a homeschooler for eight years, three kids, love your content. Like we're very similar. Like I've just wrapped up year eight, three kids too. So thank you so much for being here. Okay, so maybe Kai, you asked how does special education homeschooling look? I don't have personal experience with that, but definitely the Rolodex in my profile, it's a, it's a link tree um, link in my profile. Click on that. The Rolodex should be the second tab. Um, and there's homeschoolers on that list that, like I said, have I've reached out to them. I've asked them, would they be willing to help? They've all said, yes, they know you're coming. You can just tell them, Cousin Tam sent you if you want to. <laughs> you don't have to. It's like not a commission thing. Um, but I would definitely say check out that list and um, connect with those families because they are willing to help and, and have great advice and make videos and content about it. Is it possible to, I love the emojis, is it possible to homeschool two different age groups? Yes. As a matter of fact, same thing, that list um, that I was just talking about, the Rolodex, there are people on there that have high schoolers and elementary schools. One that comes to mind is um, Home by Natasha. She has a high school age student and she also has a fourth grader that she's homeschooling. I personally also have a, um, excuse me, soon to be eighth grader, soon to be fifth grader and a first grader that, you know, rising first graders. So it is definitely possible to homeschool two different age groups. But again, you're going to want to get their input on the, the materials that you use. That's what's going to make it a lot easier because you can kind of divide and conquer. Your high schooler or your older child might not need much oversight, but you would want to um, definitely check their work. And then your younger child, you can focus on who might need more attention or, or just more hands-on help. So yeah, definitely possible though. Um, do you recommend attending a homeschool co-op? I did for a while. Um, Pre-pandemic, we were weekly attendees of a co-op. So it definitely can help um, just for community, for obviously meeting your, having your kids meet friends, um, especially if your co-op does things like teaching classes. I think that's phenomenal. Um, but it's going to just depend on how, if you vibe with them, you might find that you would rather create a co-op yourself. Um, so, but yeah, overall, yeah, I recommend it as long as it's a good fit for you and it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. Oh, interesting question. Um, I have no kids. Can I help teach homeschoolers? You could. So there's a lot of people that do private tutoring or former educators that are, you know, leaving the public school that are offering their services on a, um, to like co-ops and to um, individual families. So short answer, yes, you could. You definitely could. Oh, good question. Managing teaching and mothering at the same time. So I actually, I tried to separate the two in the beginning, <laughs> which was a fail for me because I tried to be like, okay, now I'm teacher. Teacher hat is on. And I would be very strict, like a headmistress of a British boarding school. And then I would be like, okay, school's out. Now it's time for mom time. I'm fun now. And they were just like, um, 
no thanks. We'd rather not hang out with you now. <laughs> um, because I basically was trying to be like Miss Trenchbull and then Miss Susie Homemaker. So my advice is actually don't separate the two. You don't have to be a teacher. You can just be mom who is helping me with my schoolwork. You can be mom who is taking us on a trip to the museum. You don't have to try to split yourself in two to accomplish this. Um, in fact, I advise against that, highly advise against that, just based on my personal experience. It was a disaster those first two to three years of being way too rigid, trying to copy the, well, I wasn't even trying to copy the public schools. I was trying to outdo them in every possible way. And I set myself up for just this impossible standard that I could not could not possibly sustain and have a good relationship with my kids. So don't do it. Do not separate the two. Um, this says, what happens to the public school kids? I don't, I don't understand the question. I guess they would just thrive. I mean, I was a public school kid. <laughs> just depends on the individual. I'm not anti-public school if that's where that question was going though. How does graduation take place with homeschool? So a couple different ways, three main ways it takes place. Number one is you are a parent who just creates the curriculum, you create the transcript, you host a party and have your own private graduation. Number two is you can do some kind of umbrella school and um, you, the program sends like a transcript and a diploma and will host like a joint graduation of all the students that were involved in that umbrella program. So like basically like a, a, a mini private school. Or third option is some parents do um, just have their kids sit for the GED and then have like a congratulations party when they're done. Um, so it just depends on, on you. Like I said, I feel like I say it depends, it depends, it depends all the time, but it's true. Like there's not a one single way that all homeschoolers graduate. So I try to um, incorporate all of that, all those different options into it. I'm not personally there yet, but there are some homeschoolers on the list, some families on the list who, if you look at the Rolodex, um, I have a, com a column for graduate, meaning they themselves were homeschool graduates or they've had a child who has graduated. And I would definitely reach out to them and just, you know, say, hey, how did y'all handle graduation when the time came? Okay. Just curious what led you to homeschool. Um, so I was I was just looking for a place to live. Me and my family were looking for a house and I was transitioning out of the military also around the same time. And we just want I wanted to live out in the country, see the stars. Um, but I didn't want my kids' education to be limited by the zip code that we chose. Um, so I researched private school, I researched charter school and homeschool, and homeschool is just what um, checked all the boxes. We wanted the freedom to travel because my parents were living abroad at the time or were headed to live abroad at the time. So we wanted freedom to travel. We wanted I wanted to be able to pick up and go to Monticello in Virginia if I wanted to without having to feel like I was going to be truant or something. Um, so that's really what led to it. It was just the freedom to be able to do what we wanted to do. <laughs> okay. Ooh, great question. Yes. Do colleges accept homeschool children the same? They do because I was an admissions counselor for a while and it really rocked my socks off that homeschoolers were just treated just the same. I would have thought that they would have had to do extra steps and at the, the college that I worked at, high, uh, homeschoolers were expected to have higher 
ACT and SAT scores, but actually they ended up changing that because um, they felt like it was unfair to expect more of homeschoolers. So for a time, homeschoolers were expected to score higher and they were uh, scoring higher on those uh, tests. But overall, um, homeschoolers have no problem getting into college. Um, and I think that really surprises a lot of people, but it's because, and, and myself included, because I was just thinking, but they didn't go to real school. So how do they get to get into a real college? And they do, they absolutely do. And a lot of times they do even better because they're already used to working autonomously. Whereas people like me coming from public school, I'm used to just having a multiple choice test every week. And now the college professor's like, oh no, we want you to write a paper. We want you to think. And I'm like, I don't think, I just take tests. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, definitely um, they do get into college. Um, so any other resources to know if it's right for us? Um, I, would, I would test drive it over the summer. Because the only way you're going to know if something's right for you is to test it. Like I could give you all the resources, I could give you all the names, all the all the people to follow, but you're never going to know until you try it. So if you're out of school right now, I would just test drive homeschooling a little bit just to see how it feels to you, um, see how you and your kids vibe with uh, with you being in, kind of in charge of facilitating their instruction. Um, that's really the main way to know for sure. Um, everything else is just going to be kind of surface level. You're going to hear people who are homeschooling are, are going to obviously give you their perspective, but you're not going to know if it's right for you until you do it. And don't be, it's not, it's not an issue. It's not a problem if it's not right for you too. Like no judgment. This is just me answering questions for those who are curious and just want to know. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, back to the show. Okay. Okay, so this question says how to know what specifically to teach per grade. So this second website here, this IXL.com forward slash standards is going to be a, a good place to start for you um, because they have it broken down by state and by grade. So you can just get a, an overview of what you might want to include. Now, as the parent, as you know, you be in the homeschool, you can include anything you want to include. But this is a good place to start if you're just like, I would just like some guidelines. That's a good place to start. Um, you can also go to your state's Department of Education website. Um, some states like mine, Georgia, um, also includes the standards for the states and even some free resources that you can use that you can help uh, use to form your curriculum. Um, so that's where I would start, just to get an overview of what you would like to include in your curriculum. And then, of course, you can go further as far as you would like to with the, the homeschooling. Hi, Jaws's existence. I see you. Hi, Olivia. Good morning. I just saw you guys pop in and say hi. <laughs> okay, so this one says, my babies are small. What resources for small kids? So, okay, my mother is going to be so proud if she's sitting in here because I'm starting to pull my resources. I don't know how small is small for you. Um, but I'm going to assume you mean between two and four, because any smaller than that, you probably don't need to really try to think about like resources. You just want to, you know, play and just introduce them to the world around them. 
but I'm gonna say you're talking between two and four for small. And so let me pull up some things here that I've pulled aside. I'm always suggesting wipe clean dry erase workbooks like these because little ones, for whatever reason, in my, in my experience, the little ones hate <laughs> using paper workbooks. They'll just get in there and scribble and I feel like I wasted so much money buying um, like those paper workbooks. But these, because they're dry erase, you can let them scribble. Let me see if I can find a page that's been scribbled on. Oh, of course, like this. <laughs> but then you just wipe it off and you can use it again another day. So I do have things like this in my Amazon storefront if you're interested. You can also find books like this at Target, Costco, Sam's Club, um, probably Walmart too. So it doesn't have to be just Amazon, but I just put it there for ease of uh, to make it easy to find and there's there's lots of books like that by the way um and then you have little puzzles like this that i really like these are like little self-correcting spelling puzzles and what i mean by self-correcting is you can't put this puzzle into this piece so they wouldn't it basically self-corrects you can only do um you, you can only put it together the right way um so i have it in like spelling Oh gosh, opposites and math. <coughs> Excuse me, got a little choked up there. <laughs> and there are so many other things like you can buy little clocks, you can buy paper play money. Oh, t um, Twister. Twister's a good one for teaching like the colors. Um, I have also bought little pre-K flashcards. Uh, that I put in a circle and we play a game we call Sight Word Circle where I just encourage my kid to go jump on that thing. You can buy that with like colors, shapes, numbers, any kind of flashcards like for a dollar at like Dollar Tree. <clears throat> so many things. Oh my gosh. Other little puzzles like the Melissa and Doug wooden toys are, are kind of cool. Um, oh, those, what are those green those eco toys that are like cars, those are cool. Just anything that your kid likes can be used to incorporate like teaching color, shapes, numbers. Oh, this here, <laughs> this calendar here was like the first thing we bought that I bought for my homeschool just to teach, you know, days of the week, months of the year. And we change it every day to say, okay, today is Thursday. The weather is sunny. Tomorrow's Friday. But keep in mind, it doesn't come laminated. I had it laminated at uh, like an office store, I think it was Kinko's. And then on the back, I just put these little Velcro dots so that it would stick. And we can, we, I've had this for no joke, almost nine years. This was like the first thing we bought. Um, so yeah, a lot of the things that I just was talking about, I did put them on my Amazon storefront just to make it easier to find. But if you find it in stores, better price, please do you do what's best for your budget. <laughs> Um, so yeah, lots of, lots of, lots of things. <laughs> and I would also recommend if you have a like, supportive family and they want to, you know, know what to gift you for your children, make an Amazon wish list and let them gift your kid that stuff off that list that will help you as well. Also TJ Maxx. <laughs> um, oh, good question. Um, so how does homework work with homeschool? Is homework a thing? Not in my house. There's no point. There's absolutely no point to home homework 
in homeschool for us. If we just don't finish something for the day, we do it another day. If my kids are just in a mood and need a mental health day, we take one. There's no homework. I'm not going to give myself more work. And there's really no reason. It's like when you go to work, you might bring work home if something's very urgent, I guess. But overall, no. <laughs> when most of us are checked out from work, we're done with work for the day. <laughs> we're not. We're not bringing things home. Oh gosh, thank y'all so much for the compliments. I see those coming up in the chat. I just glanced over. Thank you. Um, I see someone said something about an inexpensive laminator. These here are also good resources if you don't want to go full-blown laminator. These are just pouches that you can print a worksheet um, and then just slide it into this pouch and you could use um, uh, like a thin dry erase marker like this to just keep reusing this little minute math quiz. This is, that just happens to be what this is. These are also linked in my Amazon uh, storefront, but I think they also have, I believe I've also seen them at the dollar store or Dollar Tree, one of the dollar places. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have all that linked in my uh, Amazon storefront as well. This is so much easier today, y'all, with the QA. So definitely please keep that coming if you're in, if you're um, asking a question. <clears throat> what about your daily schedule? Oh, it's like y'all just know my heart. Okay, look here. When I say spreadsheets, that's what I mean, as I was just talking about lamination. So this is our daily schedule. And I know it's inverted. I have not figured out how to invert this screen. Um, but basically, I just block out our whole day from, you know, from sunup to sundown. And for us, um, we start our homeschool typically uh, around 930. Um, actually, I have a new schedule now because I've been, I had to incorporate <laughs> the lives. So I need to actually get that one laminated. But um, typically two and a half hours in the, in the morning, we're working on English language arts and math in our more structure, structured subjects. Good morning, Relentless Factory. Um, and then we have like a nice long lunch break where they can take a break and play. I can have lunch by myself because I don't eat lunch with my kids. <laughs> I need a break. And then in the afternoon, we come back and get together for another two and a half hours, which is more child-led um, with, with guidelines. So like, for example, sun on Mondays, we'll do foreign language science and um, typing. And we just have our flow for the week, but it's it's flexible. Like I'm... I like to go with the flow, but I need to know what time the flow starts. That's me. <laughs> um, so that's that's our daily schedule. When I was working, of course, I included my work schedule, my work hours on there. I had a work from home job that allowed me to be flexible. Um, so yeah, that was that's how I do it. I like to see it visually, um, and that's our daily schedule. Now in the summer, we are not following that as closely because I'm just using one workbook, which is a summer bridge workbook. And then, um, you know, we just leave room for play dates, leave room for just random things to happen. So it's not super duper strict in the summer, although we do homeschool year round. So thank you for that question. What do you use for typing? Uh, typing.com. It's free and my kids are really enjoying it. Um, we also have a membership with education.com, which also includes typing within that program. Um, but overall, my kids, I think they prefer, my older two prefer typing.com. My son, who just turned six, he has used the typing on education.com and he likes it because it's very animated. It's got little cute characters. 
Um, so those are our main two typing resources. <clears throat> and they're both on the resources list as well, by the way. Uh, oh, good question. Printer suggestions. We have an HP OfficeJet 8022. <laughs> That's what we have. But um, yeah, any, any that you want to use, I would imagine, whatever is going to fit your budget and get the job done. What I do say, I will say this, what I like about HP is you can enroll in a ink, their ink subscription program for $5. And you just put in there approximately how many pages that you're going to be printing per month, and they will send you the ink. That has been just one less thing to think about because y'all's decision fatigue is so real. So not having to think about printing ink or like going out and buying ink or being low on ink because they will automatically send you ink when they know you're low. So I like that a lot. How long academically do they work a day? It depends on their mood, to be 100% honest. Like, I'm not just trying to give you some fluff answer. Sometimes my kids do take the whole day. And I'm just thinking like, y'all, we could have been done an hour ago. Um, so sometimes their motivation just is not there. Um, but overall, my oldest, she actually works really fast. So she's probably done with everything she needs to do within three hours. And that includes like, that's not including like taking a break in between for like lunch and stuff. So probably her whole day from, you know, just academic stuff is probably no more than three hours. Um, my youngest, my son, he just turned six. Like I said, he's probably, we're probably, we're probably maxing out at an hour because just his attention and just also he's, he's only six. We're probably maxing out at an hour, probably a solid half hour in the morning, another half hour, maybe 45 minutes in the afternoon. It just depends on him too. And then my, my middle child, she's probably around like two and a half hours for the whole day. It just all depends though, because sometimes it really can take longer. It just um, depends on their mindset and motivation. <clears throat> um, is homeschool possible if you've had to go back to work? Yes, it can be. Um, I have a Rolodex in my profile, the link tree in my profile of parents who are working outside the home and still homeschooling. So definitely do check out some of those parents and, and follow them and reach out to them too. But yes, short answer, it is possible. What is the biggest challenge homeschooling? Uh, just trying not to let my public school mentality get in the way of their learning and creativity. Um, because I obviously went through the entire public school system start to finish. Um, and I, I have I have biases that I'm trying to overcome. Um, you know, I had to read Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I think most of us did. And it's been really hard resisting telling my kids they have to read Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> it's just like letting them have all this freedom has um, been something that I've had to check myself on. And I have to just keep reminding myself like, just because I did it doesn't mean they have to do it. And same thing with even college, like maybe the future for my kids isn't college. It might be grow up, start a podcast and open an Etsy shop. Why should they go $100,000 in debt if that's not what their ultimate goal is? So keeping my biases in check and not forcing that on them has been my personal biggest challenge. Cause I'll be honest with you, the paperwork is not a challenge. You know, creating spreadsheets, keeping grades is not a challenge. 
looking for resources is not a challenge with the exception of like just narrowing things down. But like I said, I, I let my kids help narrow things down. <laughs> that really helps take things off my plate. Um, my biggest challenge was definitely not forcing my experiences onto them and recognizing that homeschool does not and should not look like public school. Well, that was a good question. Thank you for that. Do um, homeschoolers get a tax break or financial assistance? So <laughs> in Canada, apparently they do, which I learned recently this week. <laughs> but I have not found any for, for myself in Georgia. So um, hope maybe one day that'll change. I don't know, because see, I also think funding comes with oversight. So take from that what you will. I don't know if I'd want that, even if it were offered to me. But um, from what I'm, from what I know, it's not like a universal thing where homeschoolers get a tax break. I do know, like, if you spend a certain amount on your kid's education or on their childcare, um, in some states you do get some sort of tax credit for however much you have spent. But um, yeah, personally, I don't get any tax break or financial assistance, and I'm not sure that I would go that route if it were made available to me. So. Yeah, that's an individual decision I think each family would have to make. So where do you get teaching materials for fourth and sixth grade? I have been using education.com, which goes all the way through eighth grade, but you can also use Khan Academy, which is free. And so many workbooks come out every year for, for those grades so that you could you know get workbooks. Um, but definitely check the resource list in my profile. There's a lot of things on there that I'm not personally using, but that are still great that were recommended by other families. Are homeschool guidelines by number of hours, days, weeks? So yes, some states will tell you, like Georgia will tell you, you have to homeschool for 180 days, four and a half hours per day. Now, in the nine years that I've been doing this, has Georgia ever checked on that? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are some states that do have that guideline written in their law. So take from that what you will. I still plan it and I still um, plan our days to include the proper, in quotes, proper number of hours. But some days we're just, we're not doing it for four and a half hours. I'm gonna be 100% honest on that. Some days we don't. But it is in some states laws. Advice for transitioning with a rising fifth grader. I mean, um, coming out of school, I think that's what you mean. Uh, take some time off. Take the whole summer off. Like, don't do anything educational over the summer. Just let your kid breathe. And then definitely include um, them in your decision when you start to um, look for resources. And just make sure that you're, you're, you're chatting with them about what the expectations are, like that this is going to be different. Uh, they're going to make friends in a different way because it's not just going to be you're not just going to find your best friend at homeroom like what might have been the case by going to school you are we are now going to you know visit the library every tuesday at 10 and you might find friends there or we're going to join girl scouts or boy scouts or we're going to participate in other programs like ballet martial arts sports whatever the, the community theater and you will make friends in a different way so, um, but yeah, just keep communicating, keep that open communication, let them know that why you even want to do this, like tell them the truth about why, because I think a fifth grader could definitely handle it. And um, 
and just keep them included in the conversation. I, I do homeschool year round, yes. <laughs> um, our schedule is a bit lighter in the summer to just allow for more play dates and more spontaneity, but yes, overall we do. What would you recommend for special needs kids? Um, I would definitely recommend checking out the Rolodex in my profile because there are families on that list who are homeschooling um, their children who have special needs. I don't have personal experience with it. So I just, um, I don't feel that I'm a good resource to answer that question, but I definitely wanna connect you with people who are. Um, so just scroll through that Rolodex and um, you know just read the descriptions of, of the, uh, it's all ladies right now, of the ladies on that list and um, definitely um, connect with them here on TikTok. They know you're coming and they are open to um, answering questions um, because I know special needs doesn't look the same for everybody. So um, I would definitely rather connect you with someone. What age do I start homeschooling? One and almost two. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, so paperwork wise, probably most states it doesn't start before five. Um, in fact, no states that I've read start before five, but some states don't start until seven for paperwork. But you can start educating and teaching anytime. Um, I, I just mentioned some resources that I personally have used for like the young pre-K age. And you can start when you feel like they're really, really, you know, ready for to handle something more. Um, but at this age, it might just be you guys are doing like YouTube and, and watching different um, shows that teach numbers, shapes, colors, um, that sort of thing. Um, just creating patterns with toys you already have, um, really emphasizing colors and um, letters, letter sounds. I would just stick with the, the free stuff on YouTube with music because you probably have a lot already at home. <laughs> like you wouldn't have to go out and acquire anything new. Um, but you're going to be the best judge like of if they're ready or when they're ready. So for my kids, it was all different ages. My oldest, we started around three or four. My middle child wasn't until about six. And my son, my youngest was about five when we really got started doing things more formally. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank y'all for being here. Do homeschool children in school much earlier? Some do, some don't. I mean, like the ones that you hear about in the news are definitely the anomalies. <laughs> Like my kid is 12. She will not be graduating <laughs> at 13. We're just not, she did, she did ask. She did ask about graduating high school early. And I, per, as usual, created a spreadsheet to let her know approximately based on how she was moving through each grade, um, what she would need to do if she wanted to graduate by 16, for example. And I put it all out in a spreadsheet and I told her, yeah, if you did this, 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 and this, you could be done by this time. She saw that schedule and she was like, nah. <laughs> so it just depends though. But yeah, some kids do um, end much earlier than like 18. But that was a good question. Have you read The Call of the Wild and Free? I have not. I have not read that. Is that a good book? Is that a good recommendation for those that are getting into homeschooling? I've personally not read it. Uh, da, 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 da. I think I answered this question. Does the parent get financial assistance if homeschooling? I don't, but I would say double check your state. 
or area because apparently Canada, they do. <laughs> but I, I personally don't and I, I don't seek it out um, for myself. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know if all areas, if there's any um, sort of thing that you could do to, to get some um, financial assistance. Is there a skill set guide so kids stay on track? So, yeah, I think you're talking about just like standards for each subject for grades. That's this IXL.com slash standards website. You can double check. Um, I also recommend checking your state's Department of Education website because for Georgia, uh, there are resources on that uh, on that website that I utilize to you know, make sure that we're teaching things that are in line with the standards. Cause I personally do like to stay um, in line with what we're, with what our kids are, my friends, gosh, I can't talk with what my kids' friends are learning. But then of course we go above and beyond that. So like right now, my oldest is very interested in anime and learning how to become an animator. So that's obviously not part of seventh grade curriculum typically, but we do um, do the normal, stuff like the common core stuff and then we go on and do extra things that we just enjoy um, but yeah i would start here just to if you just want to get a guideline of what should a fourth grader from iowa know i'm, I'm just you know assuming <laughs> i don't know if you're in iowa um <laughs> did you write all of that, that backwards i did this is what i learned in public school how to write backwards when i was writing my notes to my friends <laughs> So yes, I did write it backwards. Wonderful skill set that has, I've learned, I've used this more than the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do kids that are homeschool have a hard time socializing? Not my social butterflies. Oh my gosh. I have to give them a speech when we leave the house. That's like, we are not here to make friends. We are here for eggs and bread. <laughs> um, so short answer by and large, no. but you might have um, very shy, introverted kids, in which case you would want to kind of give them more encouragement or give them an activity to be a, a, to participate in like Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or 4-H or something that um, encourages them to interact with kids. Or you might want to join a co-op so that you can, um, so that they can have that interaction on a, on a more routine basis. Um, but for my kids, it's not a problem. They literally meet people all the time um but i'm very introverted so you know it's it's i wouldn't say it's difficult for me to make friends i'm just not interested personally and that was another thing that i put out on my page not too long ago it's like i just don't do well in groups i would prefer one-on-one -on -one encounters or to be alone and you know for some people they look at that like that's a that's a problem or that's a trauma response it's like no i just prefer my own company i like to just read and not be bothered so definitely um, talk to your kid first and foremost, because they may not want to interact with other kids their age. I mean, have you met kids? Kids are annoying. <laughs> so if they don't like it, don't force it. But if they're like, yeah, I want to make friends. I'm just shy. Then then you guys can talk about that and you can work on that and 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 really find what fits them. And that's another beautiful part of homeschooling. I'm going to take a brief tangent here is you really can tailor everything to your kid and what they need. So, for example, if I were being homeschooled, if my mother were going to homeschool me and she would be like, oh, let's go out to join Girl Scouts to make friends. I'd be like, no, thanks. I don't want to be a cookie pusher. I'm not interested. <laughs> and but my mom is very social. She makes friends 
at the grocery store in line. I'm like, I don't even go in anymore. Like, no, just put the groceries in the back, like pick up please or delivery. Like I, I'm just, that's me. So my mother being very social might think that I would want more friends or should have more friends, but I'm just like, no, I'm good. Like, seriously, I'm good. Even people who knew me years ago that like, I don't keep in touch with, I'm like, I don't know you, <laughs> you don't know me. Um, and my husband could attest to that too. I'm just, I'm not a social person, but he is like, he has friends from college and I'm like, I don't even know how you do that. Um, so just pay attention to your kids' needs. It, it, they, it doesn't have to be a hard time socializing, but just check and make sure they actually want to socialize because they may not want to. Okay. Do you have any experience with speech delays? I personally don't, um, but I do have a Rolodex in my profile under my link tree. If you click on that, um, the second tab is the Rolodex of other homeschoolers on this app. Some of them do have um, children with autism, ADHD, dyslexia, speech delays that you could reach out to and speak to to get um, like more specific, uh, a more specific conversation going. I would definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, oh, Rooted Home Academy. Julie, she just popped in and said she does have experience with speech delays. So she's a homeschooling mom too. So Gina Ford, 2019, please do connect with Rooted Home Academy. Julie here in the chat, she um, just answered you. So hopefully you guys can connect and follow each other and chat about it. So good. Thank you so much for being here, Julie. Julie's the best, the absolute best. Okay, I'm double checking. I wanted to say... I think I answered most of these. Any other online curriculum? This is my first year. Um, if you haven't looked into like Khan Academy already or education.com is online, IXL, IXL has online freebies. Um, there's a lot on the list, on the resources list. Um, I know I'm missing some. Definitely check, <laughs> check that list. Um, and I see Jules, you just asked, have I heard of the good and the beautiful? I have heard of it. A lot of people like that. I've not ever used it though. But um, Julie, Rooted Home Academy in here, I believe you said you're using that, right? Yes, she does. So she has used it. She is currently using it. Y'all, thank y'all so much for these questions. Uh, okay, this question says SE homeschooling, oh, special education homeschooling, no support system working full time. Please check the um, the list of the uh, in the Rolodex. There's a lot of mamas on that list that are working full time that are that have a child with special needs and um, can help guide you into in the direction for um, getting support for what you need. So definitely do please check that Rolodex. Thoughts on K-12 Academy? I've not personally used it. Um, if it's, is it the Discovery K-12 or which one is K-12 Academy? Sometimes I have to go look at the logo because I'm visual and I can't remember which one that is. Give me one second to look at their logo, K-12 Academy. Which one is it? Because there's so many things that say K-12. Why do all, all of them say K-12? My goodness. I, is it the blue one? <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> I know it's like probably weird me saying that, but I'm visual. Like I, I kind of remember things based on their logo. So um, I, short answer is I haven't used it. I would, same thing that I've been saying, definitely get your kid's opinion. That's the opinion that matters most. Um, but I have not personally used K-12 Academy. I don't know if anyone in here has and they want to share um, their opinion on that, but I've not personally used it. But I think whatever your kid is going to, is going to help your kid be successful. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. Oh my God, I wasn't recording. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I have written a homeschool help desk guide, um, which is now on Amazon. Maybe reading through that, it's free. If you have Kindle Unlimited, that could answer some of your spouse's questions to help um, kind of overcome anything that they uh, might be resistant to about, um, you know, getting started with homeschooling. But overall, you know, I would try it out anyway. You know, let let the proof be the be be the evidence that might convince them, the proof that it's working. So I hope I hope everything works out for you guys and you're able to to homeschool the way that you would like to. Are there free homeschooling options or only paid? Oh my gosh, there are definitely free options. Definitely. Like free is my middle name. Um, so on the resources list, a lot of the things on there are free. Um, but there are some that are paid. So you're just going to want to click through. A lot of them also have free trials. IXL up here has some free uh, resources uh, in Georgia on the website, georgiastandards.org. All of that stuff is free. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a ton of free stuff out there. You just have to be willing to, to do the research. Um, try not to Google free homeschool resource though, because whenever you box yourself into homeschool stuff, you're going to end up with just like the main most popular ones. You want to look up free resources for fifth grade math, <laughs> be specific in that way. And then free resources for fourth grade science or something to that effect. So, but yes, they freebies exist. Also teachers pay teachers has some freebies on their website. Um, so yeah. And then favorite those things so you can go back to them, but definitely there are freebies out there. So how do I know what I'll need to teach? Um, right here, this IXL.com forward slash standards website is a good place to start. You can also start uh, with your state's Department of Education website. They may also um, break it down by grade. Some states do that, like Georgia does that. Some states don't. Their websites are pretty trash, if I'm being honest. Um, but that's where I would start, just to get an idea of what you should teach for each individual subject and then you can build out and branch out from there. Oh, good question. Are we better off purchasing online courses? I would say that depends on if your kid is an, is someone who prefers online learning. So quick example, my oldest is a writer. She likes to write things down. She likes to draw things. So for her, I would say online would not be good, um, certainly not in its entirety because she prefers to write. She likes to doodle and practice things. So for my oldest, online is not, totally online is not an option for her. For my middle child, I would say, yeah, online is probably better for her because she loves computers. She loves the iPad and just all things digital. 
So you would really want to um, ask your kid what they would prefer. And you might, you might be better off online if that's what they would prefer. But that's not a cross the board answer that would work for everyone. Some kids really would prefer um, something written or something offline, like in nature, a lot of families um, do more nature focused resources or some kids just prefer to sit and read or some kids would prefer just to watch YouTube videos to learn things. Like there's um, channels on YouTube, Crash Course comes to mind for just, they can watch a video, they learn it, they absorb it. They don't need to write anything down. They don't wanna type anything. Um, so yeah, just really, really, I encourage you to include your kid, um, learn their learning style. And if, if it seems like online courses will be better then absolutely definitely include it in your curriculum. Um, do we have to use our state site or can we choose? So no, yeah, you can choose. You just wanna make sure you're following whatever guidelines are in your state, if there are any at all. Um, but you're, you can choose whatever um, sources best uh, would fit your family. So yeah, that's the thing about homeschooling is you have total freedom. Like if you find some resources that are in, you know, in a different state that are working for you, use them. You don't have to just, you're not bound by that invisible, you know, state line. Do whatever is working best for you. You don't even have to stick with curriculum that is exclusive to this country. If you would rather, you know, teach using curriculum from the UK or from Canada, like you're not restricted at all. It's just, if, if you're looking for a place to start, you might want to start with the states um, that you're in, but you don't have to stick with that or stay with that for sure. Thank y'all so much for the compliments too. I see them popping up. Um, in the chat. I so appreciate that. Thank you. Can you talk about library resources beyond books? Oh, yes. So our library does um, the, they check, you can check out park passes so that you don't have to pay for parking at the state parks. You can check out zoo passes and aquarium passes for the Georgia Aquarium and for the Atlanta Zoo. Um, of course, our library um, has computers for kids, which already has ABC Mouse on it. So you can do ABC Mouse for free at the libraries. Um, you can also check out um, DVDs at our library. They also at our library have um, languages that you can check out, like the audio, uh, what are those things called? The CDs. Oh my gosh, I'm 100 years old. <laughs> the CDs that you can check out. So for sure. And then also what our library does, they do a free summer reading program. So um, we actually sign up through the Bean Stack app. So that's Bean, like Jack and the Bean stock, but stack, like library stacks of books. So Bean Stack app. Um, and we participate in the summer reading program. And when you earn a certain amount of points, you can get prizes. And they're also hosting free events, like there'll be a magician that's coming um they do like an, a petting zoo like there's there's a new event every week that's happening at our library so and then um that's just through the summer but then through the year they also do different weekly events for teens for very very young people as well like under five excuse me so yes i love our library <laughs> if you can't tell i love our library a lot um so yeah i hope your library is one that does a lot of things uh, like that too Tips on homeschooling while being a business owner. Ooh, you must check out Practical by Default on the homeschool Rolodex in my profile because she um, she's from Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Jen, 
me make sure I'm not mixing her up with someone else. Yes. So Jen from Canada, she has homeschooled her kids all the way through and she did it while working outside of the home, while working part time, while running her own business. Um, her username is practical by default. She's on the Rolodex. She's the currently the fifth one down. Definitely go check out her channel. She is phenomenal at just making it work, making it all fit. So I would definitely check her out and recommend that you follow her and reach out to her because um, she's fabulous. But you can do it if you want. Okay. Thank y'all so much for all these good questions. Oh, my goodness. This definitely worked a lot better, though, because I know the chat is going by pretty fast for me. Good morning, PR Shorty. Oh, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that all of y'all that are doing your library's reading programs, too. That's I love the library. I really couldn't homeschool without it. <laughs> um, I'm just going through to make sure I didn't skip anyone's question. Oh, here's one. Tips for days kids are not eager to participate. Um, pop in a documentary. You remember those days if you went to public school where the teacher would wheel in the TV? <laughs> That's what I would do. Wheel in Netflix or YouTube or even just play games. Like sometimes we'll, we will, we will forego a workbook in favor of Monopoly or the game of life, um, Scrabble upwards sometimes, or even like we've done multiplication bingo, adding and subtraction bingo. You can just also just talk or just go for a drive, go to a state park. Like sometimes it's just not one of those days that you want to be sitting and forcing in knowledge that you're not interested in. I'm, I know all of us adults can relate to that. And so teach your kids about taking a mental health day. Teach them about how to take a day off and, and you don't have to be sick to do it. I know that was a huge thing for me when I um, was an adult. I would never take a day off from work because I thought it meant I was lazy. I thought it meant I was, um, you know, leading, letting the team down at work. Teach your kids to take care of themselves, to prioritize and recognize when they're not feeling it and, and that it's okay to take a break from things, to take a break from the monotony of school. Because let's be honest, it can get a little monotonous. Um, and I think it's important that our generation, our us as parents, be the ones to tell the future generations like, hey, take care of you. You know, you might need to take a break. There might be a day where I'm not live when I'm supposed to be because I need a break. And, and we all have to we have to allow our kids to see that happen. And if we don't teach it to them, they're just going to repeat the cycle of being overworked, burnt out and mentally stressed to the point where they just collapse and, you know, have a mental breakdown. We don't want that. So definitely um, give them give them that time. Teach them it's okay to not be feeling it that day. Ooh, good one. Oh my goodness. Okay, so mom guilt and feeling like kids are behind is real advice. <sighs> okay, so let me let me address the second part first. Kids aren't behind anything, just like adults aren't behind anything. If you are a thirty year old adult and you're not a homeowner or don't have kids or whatever, you're not behind the 30-year-olds that became millionaires or whatever. You're just living your life. You're, you're on your own path. You're on your own pace. So, I, and that's something that I had to really like surgically remove from my brain because I am the type of person that I like to see levels and steps and grades. And I had to remind myself, my kids are not behind. My kids are on track for them. So that's the second part of your question. The mom guilt, man. 
I don't know, like, tell me. <laughs> Sometimes I do feel still like I'm not, am I doing enough? Um, am I doing too much? Like, mm, I don't know about that mom guilt. It's, oof, I'm in the thick of that one. Every time I speak to my child, I'm any one of my children, I'm just like, did I say the right thing? Did I say too much? Did I not say enough? Mm, I don't have an answer for that first one other than I just try to just do my best. If I, I just, I just try to do my best. And I'm sure in 20 years, my kids will tell me if that was good or not. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Mm, that's a good question. Well, that's, I mean, I don't know if any other moms in the chat want to <laughs> throw in what you do, because I don't have the answer to that. Mom Gil, ooh. Mm. Yeah, I got nothing for Mom Gil. I still have it. <laughs> but the kids are behind thing is not a thing. That's not true. That I do know for a fact. So uh, I hope the second part of that answer was helpful. <laughs> Maybe not the first part. I don't know. My mom might still have mom guilt. I don't know. And I'm well beyond the age for her to still be feeling guilty, but she still might. Oh, gosh, I think someone's question got cut off again. Let me try to find the second part of your question. Because it says, I'm a teacher and I don't think a lot of people read something. I don't know what the last part of that was. So I apologize for whatever the second part of that question was that I seem to have missed. <clears throat> okay, tips on how you manage time while homeschooling. I use spreadsheets to create a plan, <laughs> but um, also allow for there to be flexibility for spontaneity. Um, this just so happens to be our plan for the week, like how we do things on a weekly basis. And this is our schedule for the academic year. That's how I plan it out. So I know in advance when we are going to be in school, out of school, when we're going to have breaks. So my aunt's short answer is spreadsheets is how I manage the time. But then also with the understanding that things might not always go to plan. So be flexible. Oh, purposely made. You said I'm 39 and my mom apologized for sending me to public school. I don't think mom guilt goes away. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I don't have I feel like if I had given an answer to that, it would have just been like so fake. <laughs> Because I, I have it. I still have it every day. Like I was talking to my daughter this morning before we got started and um, she was just talking about, you know, being stressed about this new experience that she was having. And I don't know if I said the right thing. I hope I said the right thing. I will never know if I said the right thing. <laughs> and it might eat at me for a while. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I wish I had, I wish I could make mom guilt go away. I'd bottle that and sell it, but I think it just stays with us, unfortunately. Okay, so how do we know they are ready to move to the next grade? Okay, so what I do for this, I have um, some old copies of the, um, of a Spectrum DeLosa test that I got, not Spectrum DeLosa, I have a copy of a spectrum test for each grade from first through eighth grade that I got from Carson DeLosa. And um, I give that test for their grade level at the beginning of the grade and at the end of the grade. 
And so at the beginning of the grade, it's more like a pretest where they're probably not going to pass because you know, they're going into the grade. But what it lets me know is what they already know and what we should focus more time and attention on. And then at the end of the, that grade, around like the end of May or early, early end of May, just depends, um, I give them that same test again. And I compare that to the beginning grade that they got. So for example, they might've gotten a 60 at the beginning of the year, but now they've got a 90. Um, and that gives me the confidence to say, okay, yeah, we're ready to move on. You've pretty much mastered everything that you needed to know for, for this grade. So that's what I do. You can definitely do something similar, just buying a testing, uh, a practice test booklet, or, you know, sometimes you just have a gut feeling like you just know, like everything is easy for them now. They're, they're flying through it effortlessly and you're, you're just ready to move on. Um, and you don't need any kind of, you know, physical quantifiable test. Um, but that's just what I do personally. That's my preference is to just do it that way. It just keeps it simple and, you know, helps them get a little bit of testing practice in for one day they might have to take a test for something. Um, Jules, you asked how many hours a day do I dedicate to homeschooling? Typically no more than five. Five is what's on the spreadsheet. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's less. Not often it's more, but it can be more, but usually right around five, around two and a half hours in the morning and two and a half hours in the afternoon. So yeah, that's my answer for there. Let me just double check the QA. I want to make sure I'm not missing anybody. How do you socialize them? They, they socialize themselves. <laughs> that's my honest answer. Every time we go out, they are chatting it up with people, making friends. Um, I do include um, times in our weekly schedule like that we go out to this, you know, same place, same time every week, and they just make friends wherever we go. That's my answer. I honestly don't know how they do it. I'm an introvert and my kids are not. So I think that's, um, you know, life's cruel joke on me. <laughs> Uh, but no, they just, um, just like an adult, when you go out and you meet someone, um, you start to recognize that you're seeing that person in the same place, same time. You're like, hey, didn't I see you here last week? Oh, I like your shirt. Hey, I like your shoes. Want to hang out? That's how my kids do it. It's just natural. We don't, I don't try to force anything. It just, it just happens. And that's how they've met a lot of their friends. Not of them, not all of their friends. In fact, most of their friends are in public school, not they have a few homeschool friends, but most of them are public school friends that they that we've just met out and about. Okay, so this, um, I found them online about five years ago, but they've since removed them because I did try to find them so that I could link them, but they sell them um, on their website, the Carson DeLosa website. Um, and they also sell them on Amazon just in a Spectrum test practice test workbook that you could purchase but apparently they don't make them for free anymore, which is annoying to me because I would love to just be like, here you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, I don't know. They just took it offline, I guess. How to plan and choose field trips. So this is actually um, where co-ops actually uh, are, are great because you can get group discounts if you're going with a bunch of people. Um, I personally just plan it around our, my kids' interests. We also participate in the Junior Ranger program here in Georgia, which is just you go to the state parks. When you check in at the office, they give you like a booklet, activities to do. So you're learning things. And then at the end of it, you get this cool, you get this cool like badge, pin, 
Um, I just stick ours onto the bulletin board here. Um, and I'm trying to collect them all for the state, like Pokemon. <laughs> um, but also you can, um, if your library is doing activities or uh, we used to go to Home Depot at the beginning of every month. Oh, oh yes, it should be happening this Saturday. So if you have a Home Depot near you, they do like free activities for kids at the beginning where you can build something. Yeah, I just remember that. So I don't know if you would consider that a field trip, but it's fun. Um, but yeah, you can do lots of things, just whatever you guys want to do. There's no limits when you're homeschooling if you got the time. Do you implement a reward or punishment system? Hmm, not really. Like we don't really, the, you know, the education is the reward and, um, you know, disrespect and disobedience is punished accordingly based on the offense, but not, I know some people will do like, candy and little plastic toys like um like arcade toys or something like we don't do anything like that we just I, I teach my kids that their brain is their treasure box and they can fill it with as much treasure as in knowledge or trash as they want to and they will you know reap the benefits or consequences of that accordingly that's basically how i do it <laughs> i don't i don't put too much effort into thinking up punishments and whatnot but it, except if it's like you know disrespect won't be tolerated is homeschool costly? It can be. Honestly, it can. Um, I try not to. <laughs> I really do set a budget and I try to stick with that every year. Um, and that's why I spend so much time doing research to find the freebies, uh, free events, um, thrifting things, asking for um, academic resources to be gifted <laughs> from family who want to support us and friends. Um, but yeah, it can be. I'm not even going to lie to you. You could be out here spending thousands every year. Personally, I try not to spend more than 100 per child on, on um, academic resources per year, but I know that that's going to have to change as we get older. And especially if we choose to do all in one curriculums, like there, there might not be any way around that. But so far, I've been able to, to meet that goal of not spending more than $100 per kid per year, including school supplies like crayons and colored pencils and stuff. But I would say if you have uh, friends and family that are willing to support, I said this earlier in the podcast, make yourself an Amazon wish list and let them let them bless you, let them send you things <laughs> um, to help cut down on that cost. But yeah, you can definitely be creative and find ways to not spend a lot of money. Can college courses, oopsie, can college courses be introduced during high school grades? Yes, they can. Yes, you can absolutely do dual enrollment for homeschooling. Yes, yes. Yes, you can. Um, several people um, have talked about that, have done that. So 100% yes, <laughs> you can do dual enrollment. And often, in some states, your, your state will pay for that too. Like you don't have to come out of pocket. Thoughts on my academy? I've never used it. I don't know about it at all. I don't know if I've ever heard of it or if it's on the list. Mm, yeah, no, I have never seen this one before. So, but it looks cool just from the website. I will, or is it Me Academy? Oh, in Spanish. Neat. Oh, I'm adding this to the list right now. I like that one. Thank you for suggesting that. I've never seen it personally. So I said My Academy, it's Me Academy. Oh, watch fun videos that teach you everything from math to science to Spanish. Yeah, I, li I like how it looks. I'm adding it to the list, but I've never used this one. 
Okay. All right. So I do try to wrap these up about uh, at 10. I'm going to, let's see, was there one more question in the, I see one more question in the QA, two questions in the QA. What curriculum do you use for your oldest? Um, we use a combination of Argo Prep, Studies Weekly, and then just other resources that she has herself chosen. Um, I do share everything that we're using in my Amazon storefront. And then, so that was that question. And oopsie. And then let's see. What was this question? No, that was games. Suggestions for little, for young kids. Oh, what age did you start your children? Different ages. My oldest started about four. My youngest was about five. And my middle child started at about six. Okay, cool. Oof. Y'all, that was fun. Rapid fire. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Um, I appreciate everyone who was here. If I didn't get to your question, I do apologize. Um, but I will be back Monday at 8.30 from 8.30 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stop though, because I hear my grass is starting to be cut. So we probably, it'll probably get loud here in just a second anyway, as they move closer to the house. Um, but thank y'all so much for being here. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.